This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Congratulations, everybody. You made it. Friday, 5 o'clock hour, you're gone, hopefully. Hopefully you are headed home, headed out for a night, headed home to watch the Jazz take on the Suns tonight, 7 o'clock pregame, 6 o'clock, or excuse me, 7 o'clock pregame, 8 o'clock tip-off right here on The Zone. Tanner Mangum is here with me. I'm Austin Horton. We're live at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Uh, Here in a moment, we're going to hear from Joe Ingles and his shoot-around thoughts, but Tanner... Before we get to that, Eric, uh, adjust on the fly with me here back in the studio, Eric Jensen. I want to get your thoughts on this whole Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers situation because I thought uh, that it was headed for, uh, you know, certain doom, that relationship when they drafted Jordan Love, and then for sure when they chose to take the ball out of the MVP's hands and put it on the foot of a field goal kicker in the playoffs, I thought, okay, that's the end. And then there was some uh, lovey-dovey stuff between he and the Packers for a few weeks, of, of, of you know, reportedly. And now all of a sudden yesterday it breaks that he's told everyone in Green Bay, I'm out of here. It's a huge power move. It's Think about what they did last year. They trade up to draft a quarterback without telling him. And then what he does is he goes and wins MVP. <laughs> and he just shows, yeah, you need me. and and uh, But then wins MVP – they make a questionable coaching decision in in the NFC Championship game, and now here he is saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm done." I, I mean, the, the latest I saw is that he's considering retirement, and that he's told players on the team that he plans on not returning unless they repair the situation to his liking. But I think the Packers drafting a cornerback in last <laughs> night's draft does not. It's not the right first step as far as repairing it to his liking. I think a, a receiver, a weapon, an offensive lineman, something that actually addresses him. I mean, obviously, it was the corner that got burned right before halftime in the NFC Championship game, and obviously there's some holes there in the secondary. But it's almost like they act like they don't have Aaron Rodgers. The, yeah. way, the way that they draft, the way that they get players in free agency, it's, it's almost like they don't realize they have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time on their roster. And while, they, while yes, it's a team game, I – I can't really blame Aaron for feeling frustrated when he's watching other teams like the Buccaneers really tailor their team to Tom. Yeah. And, and the same thing Russell Wilson was feeling in Seattle. There was earlier, a few months ago, there were rumblings of Russell wanting to be out of Seattle because of the same thing. They weren't addressing needs to help Russell be successful. And so Aaron's obviously it's been years in the making, but I feel like it's almost like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. And, you know, I think that I get that he's a huge fan of Jeopardy and all that. If things are well in Green Bay, he's not messing around with trying to host Jeopardy right now. If they were doing everything possible to give him weapons, to give him receivers, to draft receivers and, and offensive linemen, to do, you know, if, if things were good there, I don't think any of this would be happening. But, yeah. I mean, I you know, before the draft, when all that came out, I thought San Francisco might be in the mix to make something happen. But it sounds like they were. It sounds like they, they tried. They, yeah. they tried because, I mean, how perfect would that be? Uh, he goes to his hometown, 
I mean, he played at Cal. He, he's 45 minutes away from, you know, a 45-minute flight from L.A. To, to host Jeopardy. For him, I mean, I think Aaron would love that, but obviously the, the Packers weren't going to let that happen. But, I mean, I think it's it sounds irreparable, but I, I really think it's a power move. I think Aaron is trying to make a point that uh, he, he could be done, he could leave unless they uh, – to at least – inspire them somewhat to make some changes as far as how they're uh, b- building around him to because he's only got a few more years left yeah I mean he's not ancient but he's also yeah. on the end yeah or coming up on the end and uh they, I think it's been like Eric correct me if you know if this is wrong but I think it's been like 12 years since the Packers drafted an offensive player that wasn't a quarterback in the first round yeah that's, that's about right. That's insanity. Yeah, when you've weird. got Aaron Rodgers, it's weird. It's exactly. But it's like I don't. How does that make sense? When you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, I, I understand defense is important, but give him some weapons. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, go ahead, Eric. Hold on, but I mean, to characterize it as if he has nothing is just wrong. I mean, I think his problem comes down to he doesn't like the GM Brian Gutekunst, who. apparently did not inform Matt LaFleur he was taking Jordan Love. So Matt LaFleur has come out and said he didn't know that Jordan Love was being taken in that draft. But to act like Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any weapons is just a little bit crazy in my opinion. I mean, he has an all-pro left tackle in David Bakhtiari. They drafted Devontae Adams. He has two all-pros on his team. Alan Lazard played very well last year. Robert Tanyan played very well last year. Oh, and they have one of the league's top 10 running backs in Aaron Jones. So while, yes, this could be him just saying, okay, I want more, I think part of it is he just doesn't want to finish his career in Green Bay and he wants to tell the end of his own story. And I do think it really comes down to them drafting a quarterback is what set him off over the edge because – he is surrounded by good weapons, and I, I just can't sit here and, and let you guys say that he's he's not. Yeah, David Bakhtiari turned out to be wonderful. He was a fourth-round draft pick. Uh, they didn't go out and get David Bakhtiari in the first round to give Aaron Rodgers. I, like, you're not wrong, Eric, to say that he has great players around him. The point remains, though, that they haven't spent that first-round draft pick on a preeminent offensive talent to complement Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, I gotta Google where Devontae Adams was taken, but second I mean, round, second round. If I you take Devontae Adams in the second round and he turns into the best wide receiver in the league, why does that matter? Oh, you're, no, you're right. If it plays out that he ends up being the the best receiver, absolutely. That that's the long play. Which it did. He is the best receiver in the league. He has the best receiver in the league, a great tight end, and some nice tertiary weapons in Marquez Valdez Scantling, and. Uh, it, it's a big word, I know. It means That's four uh, syllables. It means, Hold on here, fella. It means I, I'm a third, simple radio host. It means third option. And then, uh, Alan, See, uh, that's three <laughs> syllables. I can, I can get on board with that. And then, uh, you know, Alan Lazard, too. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, obviously, I'm a Broncos fan. I hope he comes to Denver. I think that uh, <laughs> that would be great. But I, I also don't think the Broncos are actually going to do that because I, I don't at the moment, think they're competently uh, run. So. Uh, t- thank, thank you. Tanner, I, I, hope he, I hope he retires and hosts Jeopardy. Hey, if you That know, would be a power if move. If you know me, you know how much I love Jeopardy. Okay, I didn't know that. I'm a, big, I'm a big Jeopardy fan, and I thought that Aaron did a great job. Oh, hosting. you're crazy. You're I, insane. I thought he did. That was the most boring. He was very suave, oh, he very was... de- debonair, kind of smooth. But, I mean, 
hey, I, I liked his cadence. He, he looked was, like he was falling asleep for surgery. <laughs> it was awful. It was horribly slow. Hey, to each their own. Everyone has their personal preference. But <laughs> going back to the football field, I think, I mean, he's he is, in my opinion, one of, if not the most talented quarterbacks in NFL history. I think so. And they were that close. They were that close. But I, I just think there's a lot of things kind of underneath the surface that we aren't really seeing that he's just feeling frustrated with. And, um, I mean, I, I think, Eric, to your point, them drafting Jordan Love last year, moving up to draft Jordan Love without telling anyone, just kind of shows that they're looking to move on, and that kind of is, is viewed as a slap in the face, especially uh, given the fact that he's still playing at an MVP level. It's fun, though. It's juicy. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's exciting. It's the NFL drama that we all love. Yep. All right, so there you go. That's the latest. Uh, so far, he's still with Green Bay. We'll see what, what comes of that, if anything, going forward. Let's talk. Let's hear about some jazz discussion, though, because Joe Ingles has been on an absolute tear. This is a guy that was cut by the Clippers in his first chance at the NBA life, and a couple days later the Jazz picked him up and he hasn't looked back since, and he's just improved into one of the most reliable uh, NBA uh, bench players in the NBA, and now he's in the starting lineup again because Donovan and Mike Conley both being out with injury. Well, at shoot-around earlier today, Joe Ingles uh, spoke with the, the local media ahead of this huge game tonight against the Phoenix Suns. Hi, Madeline. Oh, hey, Joe. Good to see you. How are you? Can we all just welcome back Madeline from uh, her little motherhood break? Motherhood break. <laughs> I wish it was still a break. Just kidding. I'm having a good time. It's good to see you. All right. We will go ahead and just get started if you're ready. Um, Kristen Kenny. We'll start off with Jazz TV. Hey, Joe. How are you? Good, thanks. So adversity is nothing new for you guys. It certainly has shown the depth that this team has, but how will that depth be tested tonight? Um, I mean, honestly, kind of no different than what we've been through before in certain stages, I think. Um, I mean, I've said a lot since I've been here, we've been through different adversity really every year for seven years at some point. Uh, we've, we've had some, some injuries those first few years. And I mean, obviously as the, the year goes on, um, like it's a, it's almost a part of our job, like there's going to be guys kind of in and out to a certain extent. So um, yeah, obviously we're playing a, a good team again tonight and, and the guys that, that are out there playing will, will, will do what we need to do. And, um, I think it was good. I mean, even last game to, to get those young guys some more minutes and make them feel comfortable. And uh, I think they, they did a, a hell of a job out there. So, um, yeah, if they step in tonight at some point for, for whatever reason, um, whether it be injuries or fouls or, or, or any situation, a matchup, um, I think they'll, they'll all feel confident kind of stepping in there and, and, um, and doing a good job for us. All right, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Joe. So uh, back when the season first began, you had a lot of people outside the organization, you know, kind of questioning whether or not Donovan and, and Rudy could play together, if they could coexist. And now at this point, you got a lot of those. Especially, I, was, I wasn't questioning it. I said, you didn't write an article about it. Did I? Uh, 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 I, I think I'm uh, I think I'm on the record as saying that time was a good thing for this organization. I actually have no idea if you did or not. I just wanted to f with you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm glad I got a stutter out of you. <laughs> you, 
you're creating you're creating editing work for Madeline. She's displeased. Anyway, um, a lot of those people who did question that, not me, a lot of those people who did question that are now <laughs> on record as, as maybe giving MVP votes to to Rudy or <laughs> Donovan, right? So Yeah, that's hilarious. What have you what have you seen from those guys just in terms of have they brought anything new to the table this year, either collectively or have you seen anything new from them kind of individually in terms of what they've what they've brought to the team? Now we sat around a bonfire and sung Kumbaya and um, wrote love letters to each other and um, the unsalvageableness is gone. So um, no, I mean, it's whatever happened and whoever wrote articles about whatever relationship, I, I think um, I've been on record saying, I think it got blown way out of proportion. Um, I, I think um I think this year's like it, it, it's been special kind of thing to be honest. Like it's just been, uh, I think we've we've all realized what what our we saw. I guess we saw like little little bits and pieces of it last year of what we could do when we when we were playing well together. We were healthy and we were all out there together. And um, we all know from myself to to Mike to Don to Rudy to I mean you can go down the list. We, we all realize we're, we're better with each other that we can all help each other in different ways i can help rudy rudy helps me um vice versa for, for everybody in the group so um i think it's it, it's a part of the the learning kind of aspect of of really committing to to winning and and sacrificing to to winning um i think that's at the end of the day what we all want to do uh we all want to win the games and, and go as far as we can and, and win a championship so it's um uh, I think everyone, uh, especially after kind of what we went through as a group in uh, OKC and then kind of in the bubble and all that, you just realize um, the opportunity that you've got um, and that these opportunities don't come around that often. You can, I mean, we've, I've been here seven years and for those first few years, it was, we obviously weren't a, a kind of championship contender team, but um, we were building towards that, I think. But th those, um, those opportunities are, are, are rare. There's, there's 30 teams and there's some really good teams um, every year. So, um, yeah, I, I think it was, um, I think it's been good. I think we've, we've, we've learned a lot from it. Um, like I said, I think the, the, the realization of the, the opportunity and the sacrifice and, and everything that goes into what we've kind of built for this year. Um, yeah. It's been a, it's been a fun ride so far, but we obviously still got a fair bit of work to do. Alrighty. Unfortunately, we have to wrap. I'm hearing. So uh, good to see you, oh. Joe. And we will see you later. Bad luck, Andy. <laughs> Bye. Joe Ingles, never in a bad mood unless you run into him in public. And then he's got a reputation for uh, being uh, the jokester. And I'm not sure he's always joking, but he plays it off very well that he's joking. He's one of those players I would love to have him on, have him on my team. I would hate to play against him. <laughs> That's probably a good point. Yeah, he kind of has that vibe. Play, people just he he gets in their heads. He knows yeah. he knows how to how to bug them a little bit. Well, and he's so unassuming. Like if looking at him, they tease him that he looks like a a math teacher or something. He's yeah. got the receding hairline mm -hmm. and and uh, you know he, he's kind of goofy, awkward, and yet he is an assassin mentally. Mm -hmm. And then he hits you in the eye with a three. And dishes a sweet assist, and then makes you frustrated on defense. But he does it so sneakily mm. that just, I just think that maddening. that's I think that's extra annoying yeah, it's like, to, oh. to guys. 
So how much trash talk goes on in a football game? Is there a lot of that? Yeah, there's a little bit of that. It seems like it'd be harder to hear Depends with on all the, the team, stuff what, you're wearing. Well, it's actually easier because you're so up close and personal. Gotcha. I mean, think about all the, the, the piles that you're in, the tackling. I mean, you're right there face-to-face. Hmm. So you get, yeah, you get get some guys that are pretty uh, talkative. But uh, I don't know. I never was a huge trash talker. I was kind of just – I was so dialed in. I was kind of so – focused on what I had to do that I wasn't distracted by that but um every now and then I, you know if someone says something to me I might say something back did anyone ever say something that you just laughed at yeah one time uh Utah State uh they said dude you're like 28 years old and you still suck <laughs> I, just, I just laughed so, yeah. what what does that still suck mean if you're 28 you yeah. probably should I don't know <laughs> Maybe like they thought that I had so many years of experience, but yeah. you know, but, but Joe D- Joe does that all the time, where you'll see him lean over and talk to an opponent, and the opponent starts laughing, and it. But Joe's not laughing, and and it's like he's. I swear it's he's playing chess, and everyone else is playing checkers. Oh, yeah. he's he's good at kind of getting under people's skin. Joe Ingles in the Jazz. They are at the Phoenix Suns tonight, seven o'clock pregame, eight o'clock tip off. The battle for the one seed. Uh, ten games left in the regular season, six at home. And by the way, tune in next week to the zone because uh, there might be something coming down the line with those six home games remaining. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Hey, we're here at the warehouse today, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Clayton is with us once again, and Clayton is making people's lives so much better by saving you money and getting you high-quality stuff like an adjustable split king bed with massage if you mention one tanner mangum. That's right. How much you go how much is that going for? The split king adjustable massage base with mattress for twenty two ninety nine. I just want to clarify the massage and tanner mangum does, does not come the massage does not come from Oh now wait a second. Don't change don't move the goalposts. Exactly. What we, we said this at two o'clock. It's now five thirty and you're just uh, no <laughs> it's the bed we'll do the massage. <laughs> I mean it may be a play on word to get some people in here. <laughs> no, but if again, we are Utah's best place and cheapest price to get an adjustable base. And I think it's become our bread and butter and there's a reason. Um there's a reason for that is because, you know, a lot of people mark up um, or, you know, they don't go out and fight for deals like we do. We we go and secure some deals, uh, whether that's buying a complete truckload of them um, or different tactics that my dad has done over the years to save people money. But, you know, if you're in the market to get an adjustable bed or if you've ever thought about, come in and give us a shot because we are Utah's cheapest adjustable base dealer. And, and like we said with the Tanner deal, you know, twenty two ninety nine with an adjustable base and a mattress, get out of here. The other thing, you know, my wife and I, uh, we got the, the, that bed you're talking about. And I remember my great-grandparents had a adjustable bed, and it was like in the early 90s, and it was like the coolest thing in the world, and it did like one thing. It, it like raised your feet four inches and lowered your feet or whatever, and it, it looked like you were going to launch a space shuttle with the remote <laughs> that was on there. And now this thing is so slick. Even a dummy like I can figure it out. Just like anything, you know. I remember, what was it, like 20 years ago, LASIK was so scary. Yeah. Because, you know, oh, you're going to cut your eyeball. Yeah. With technology, everything has become so much easier. And an adjustable base is, is not far off that. We sell an adjustable base that, you know, that hooks up to Bluetooth, and you can tell Siri to bring your feet up and your head up. 
That's that's pretty cool. This is crazy. Uh, my wife and I also we got our two year old. We spoiled her and bought her a full mattress from you guys because it was cheaper than getting her a twin. <laughs> I remember. Speaking speaking of twin and full mattresses, something that we also pride ourselves here in the warehouse is, is working with local manufacturers, and you know with with the market being flooded with with overseas not not to just pick on China but overseas mattresses any kind of foam you know mattress shipped over from overseas mm. um the last presidency put a put a huge tax um on those mattresses and so mattress prices have you've seen we've seen a huge increase of mattress prices just like we've seen in lumber and, and different things uh, because of the pandemic but um they're really trying to promote made in USA and with this authorized manu- manufacturer's liquidation, we secured a ton of therapeutic mattresses made in Colorado, um, which are which are really good mattresses, you know. And we talked about your par- your grandparents having the same full mattress, and and I've stressed the importance of sleep. Come in and get a new mattress, you know. Maybe you can't afford the adjustable base, maybe you can't afford a brand new bed, but these brand new therapeutic, which we have both in full memory foam and in hybrid, hybrid meaning there's springs on the bottom within, with that uh, memory foam on top. Twin size regular, uh, five five ninety nine. This weekend we're two thirty nine. Wow. Full size regular six ninety nine. We're at two seventy nine. Queen size regular eight forty nine. Listen to this. Queen size hybrid therapeutic mattress, three eighty nine. What? This weekend. Oh my word! It gets better. King, normally fifteen seventy nine. This weekend I'm at seven twenty nine <laughs> for a king size hybrid therapy. If I wasn't mattress. looking in the man's eyes, I wouldn't believe it. But yeah. I'm here, and he's he's putting. It's gonna happen. I'm this is get, real. I'm getting these. I'm tempted. Uh, yeah, are you Tanner? Right. We're gonna get Tanner a new I'm, bed. I'm getting these slips, and I'm getting authorized to say these things. And again, this is this weekend. Right. So come in tomorrow through Monday. And get and jump on these prices because these mattresses aren't going to be here forever. Nope, not at that price. And the coolest part is they're made right here in Colorado, our neighbor, right in the United States. So love it. Uh, and I'm sure there's people out there that put some of that stimu- stimulus money away, and now they're like, okay, we got to spend this on something. Upgrade your life. Whether it's stimulus or tax money, come in and get yourself a brand new king size mattress, therapeutic hybrid. At seven twenty nine, or get that Boom. split adjustable with Tanner Mangum thrown in a massage. Well, the bed will do the massage. <laughs> in the name of Tanner Mangum, right here at the warehouse. Thanks, Clayton. We'll talk again. Thanks, guys. Eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West, here at the warehouse. More next on the Big Show. What time is it? It's half past the hour, and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update, presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30-point bell. The Jazz and the Suns, it's all coming down to these last 10 games. Jazz are the number one seed, not only in the Western Conference, but the best record in the NBA. The Suns are a game behind them. They they face off in Phoenix tonight. David Locke gave his philosophy on how important getting that number one seed is. 
You know, just because it looks like we're not going to get it, I'm not going to change my tune on this deal. I think it's super important. I think it gives you the most time off between when you play in the sense you're going to not play until Sunday. I guess that's only an extra day compared to Saturday, but I feel like that matters. It gets you against a less good team. I think that matters. Against a team who's played two games already, in all likelihood they'll be playing their third game of high intensity in three different cities, so they're tired and you get an edge. The West is going to be such a bloodbath. The reason we have the number one seed right now is because we've been the healthiest team in the Western Conference of the good teams, and pretty soon Phoenix is going to have the number one seed because they've been the healthiest team. Jazz Suns, 7 o'clock pregame, 8 o'clock tip-off tonight right here on the Zone Sports Network. That same David Locke with the play-by-play. Hans Olsen, Tim Lacombe with your pre-half and post-game show. Jazz updates at the bottom of every hour brought to you by Syringa Networks. You can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Mother's Day, May 9th. Yeah, today's the 30th. Tomorrow's the 1st. That means you have like eight days before the day. May 9th for Mother's Day. Get them taken care of with Minky Couture. Sandy and her staff, they're doing it again. The best gift that is also the best blanket ever. For our listeners, you get it right now for Mother's Day at 50% off. Just mention Zone 50 at a store near you or online. MinkyCouture.com. Again, promo code ZONE50. Zone 5-0, Mickey Couture for Mother's Day, 50% off from Mickey Couture. Austin Horton, Tanner Mangum, live here at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. We got some jazz uh, fans in the house going through the gear. Come on down, take one piece each, and have a good time uh, cheering on your jazz here at the Warehouse. Tanner, uh, we haven't talked about the we, – we heard from Greg Rubel earlier about the current situation at quarterback in Provo. Uh, with Zach Wilson going two overall to the Jets last night. Who's it going to be? Jaron Hall is one style. Baylor Romney's another style. And then there's this young gun that everyone talks about, Jacob Conover. What are you hearing and what do you think? I think it's a toss-up. Oh, don't do that to me. You really think it is? I mean, it's a tough one. <laughs> it is. It really is because the more I think about it, the more nuanced it, it becomes because each of them are so different. And I think it ah, – man. Let's talk about Jaron first. Yes, Jaron. He, what an kind an of style does he – Incredible he athlete because he brings, he brings a lot of different threats to the defense because he's a good thrower. You know, pe- people want to say, oh, he's, he's an athletic quarterback. He's a, he's a runner, but he's a good thrower. And he showed flashes of that, but also teams have to respect the fact that he's going to be able to pull it down and run. They're going to have to adjust their coverage based on spying him, uh, maybe not doing too much man coverage because in man coverage it's a little bit easier to run. Uh, zone read. He just kind of brings a little bit more layers to the offense. Um, but Baylor showed that he's a good decision maker. Uh, 
you know, he, he, he did really well, surprisingly well, in, in my opinion. I, I, I knew he was he was good, but he, he did better than I than I even expected when he when he filled in for Zach in twenty nineteen. Um and uh but I you know, for me I'm I'm going with Jaron. Uh, that, that's if, if I had to make a guess now, they get, they, it's not like a personal preference. This is my guess. This is my prediction. Uh, after everything shakes up, I think it'll be a tough competition in August. Uh, I think Jacob Conover is very talented, but I think Jaron's experience and in-game experience uh, helps him win the job. Um, but then it also comes down to can Jaron stay healthy? He's yeah. obviously had some health concerns, but I think which is good because you know he he's. You go with him. If he gets injured, you have two very reliable backups. Now, this is coming from the guy, uh, myself, that thought Taysom Hill should have hung it up and gone and made millions of dollars in the Bay Area being a financial services uh, professional Mm -hmm. when he kept getting injury after injury after injury. And now look what he's doing at the NFL level. So I was dead wrong about Taysom. I thought the same thing about Jaron. I was like, go play baseball where you don't get hit in the head and you don't tear your mm-hmm. AC or whatever. You don't get you don't have that propensity for getting injured at that at that sport and you make seven times the money. But then he just keeps coming right back to that siren of football and it's cuz he's really really dang good at it, but can yeah. he stay healthy? You can't stop the passion and you can tell that he's really dedicated to it. Uh he he obviously put baseball on hold to dedicate all of his time and energy to football. I think it shows that he wants to go all in mm-hmm. because he knows he has a great shot at getting the starting job. And, uh, and, and look at, look what they did last year. It, it, I don't, I don't blame him for hanging up the baseball cleats because look at what BYU's offense did last year. That would be a lot of fun to do. I was jealous. I would, I mean, that would have, that would have been a fun offense to play in. And I think, uh, he recognizes the opportunity that he can, he can be that guy this year. And especially, Especially, this is this is why getting guys drafted is so big because now, if he if Jaron has a good year, NFL scouts are going to be watching. They're going to be looking. They're going to see okay, like what's what's next after Zach? BYU is is uh you know going to have a little bit more eyes on it, and so I think uh, it's a great opportunity for Jaron to show what he can do athletically, um, both both throwing the football and running it. But uh, I mean, it'll be a tougher schedule than than last year's. That's for sure. So as far as staying healthy, it'll be even tougher. Um, but if if I'm going to pick my guy, I'm 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 going to go with Jaron. And we heard from uh, Greg Rubel earlier, and he ma- he made that note that you know it just because they are going to make a decision on a starter, and that's they're going to go all in on that guy being the number one. That doesn't mean that you forget about the number two. Oh, not at all. Especially it, with the slate of games ahead it, of you. Exactly. And, and last year was a rarity where Zach stayed healthy the whole season. That doesn't happen too often, uh, and it, it's it it's likely that. Injuries will happen, so it's good that they have a stable of guys that they that they can uh, they can turn to. Um, but yeah, real quick, I just noticed shifting gears to NFL. Okay, the Jets just drafted Elijah Moore. Okay, all right. Who, in my opinion, is the best slot receiver in the draft. So, so second round is underway. It's underway. So here they are. First pick after they get Zach. Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman from USC. Next pick, receiver, one of the best receivers in the draft. They are really doing everything in their power to, to set up Zach with some weapons here. And so uh, that's good to see. I'm, I'm glad because I, I just, you know, I, I think it's going to take a lot for this, uh, this Jets organization to turn around, but I'm glad to see that they're at least trying and making an effort to, uh, to put Zach in a good position here. What do you think about Brady Christensen? Is he going to come off the board tonight in the third round? Second or third, I guess. Could be. Yeah, these, I would take him. These, he's an athlete. I think he's, he's way overlooked. An athletic, big, 
uh, smart. Yeah, very smart, strong. But, I mean, more than anything, his athleticism. Yeah. Uh, to move the way he does at that size is, is impressive. I think there's a good shot that he could, at least before the draft's over. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the, Greg Rebell brought it up earlier. It's going to be interesting to see what other guys get drafted because that's where BYU has fallen short in years past is – they only have one guy that gets drafted, or it's only undrafted guys, undrafted free agents. But if they could have multiple players be selected in a draft, that would be a huge step forward for the program, for Kalani. It would give a lot of uh, validation to the work that they're doing there. For sure. Tanner Mangum here, Austin Horton as well. We're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Coming up next, I haven't asked him for permission, and I'm not going to. We're going to have Tanner tell some stories from his playing days at BYU. I'm sure he's sick of it by now, but hey, you agreed to this, you're going to get to do it. I'm all in. Coming up next right here on The Big Show. Welcome back. Wrapping up the 5 o'clock hour here on the big show. Got another hour ahead before we got the Jazz and Suns coming up on a later tip-off. 7 o'clock pregame, 8 o'clock tip-off here on The Zone. I'm Austin Horton here with Tanner Mangum live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. All right, Tanner, I'm going to satisfy the many BYU fans that have come in and those that are listening. Let's relive some of those huge moments in your career at BYU. I mean, it started with uh, you were you shared the MVP of the QB eleven. Was that what it was? Elite eleven. Elite eleven with uh, Jameson. James Winston. James. Why say James? Jameson, as though he's a lord in Covington, England. <laughs> James Winston, and uh, you come in as this highly recruited guy, and you, everyone's excited. And you get to play sooner than some people thought you were going to get to play, and look what yeah. happened. I, w- I mean, before the Elite 11 thing happened, I, I, w- I was unheard of, like, like as far as recruiting goes. Um, I, it, but I had already committed to BYU, and then after the Elite 11 thing and after the Under Armour All-American game, there were some schools that then showed some interest, but I, I was BYU all the way. And uh, did a year, went on my mission to Chile, came back, and did did not plan on playing right away because it was Taysom's senior year. He he just come back from an injury, another one. Yeah. Uh, but there was all this hype around him, uh, Heisman potential, and my goal that year was to be ready, of course, but to more than anything, just learn as much as I could, get back up to speed. And uh, you know, get ready for my time after after Taysom, but uh, that that time came pretty quick in the second quarter uh, against Nebraska, first game of the year. All of a sudden, he comes off the field. It, he, I mean, he he scored on the play, but he ruptured his uh, his Liz Frank in his foot, and all of a sudden, you know, I, I'm I'm in the game while he's getting checked out. Uh, he comes back in the game and plays on this hurt foot for a quarter and a half till the end to the beginning of the fourth quarter. And um, I don't know. I feel like I was just kind of thrust into the situation. I didn't. I didn't have time to feel nervous. I didn't have time to to freak out. I just. I don't know. It was almost naive. Yeah. I, I, like you know, I just figured like like okay, like 
let's just go do this thing. You know, I, I don't know. And, and so no me. nerves really. Not really, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm being honest. And I, I'm not kidding when I say this, but like I was just fresh off my mission. I was three months home from my mission. So you're still weird. And I was still weird, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I was still naive. Like, yeah. I, I still didn't truly grasp what was going on. Like, yeah. I didn't, I, I, I didn't comprehend this college football world yet. So we're all watching this on TV. We're, we're listening to it on the radio. It's at Storied Nebraska. Here's this guy that's just fresh off his mission, this highly touted recruit, thrown in into the, into the fire, and he's just like, okay, let's And play. I was just having fun. <laughs> Honestly, I was just laughing, having a good time. I mean, guys were coming up to me on the sideline, like super intense, like, you know, really fired up. And I was just like, yeah, for sure. Like, let's, <laughs> like, let's, let's do this, you know, like just kind of having fun with it. But I think that's partly what, what helped me. I just, I was just relaxed. I think later on in my career, I got too tense, but, um, but yeah, anyways, I mean, the, the Hail Mary, I mean, it just happened. I don't know how to describe it, but I just went out there. Coach and I told me to not throw it out the back of the end zone. And I said, okay. So I actually ended up leaving it kind of short, but it actually worked out perfectly. Yeah. That's right where Mitch was. And uh, he, were you aiming for him or just trying to get nope. up to the end? Zone? Oh no, I yeah. was just I was just trying to just put it in the general vicinity of all those people. I mean, he's down a tall there. guy. And, so, yeah, yeah, we had we had Mitch Matthews, Nick Kurtz, and Taron Houck. I mean, all six five and above. And so, you know, I just did my best to put it up and let someone go up and make a play on it. And it was actually kind of a wobbly pass, but it actually worked out perfectly because it just fell a little bit short in front of everyone. So Mitch could kind of just sneak right in front of everyone, catch it, and fall in. And yeah. so it was, I mean, it was it was it was wild. It was surreal. And I don't think it hit me until like later on, honestly. Like after the season, it kind of after because after the Nebraska game, the Boise State game happened. Same thing. Yeah, I mean, that was wild. Different set of circumstances. Different, different throw. That, that yeah. one was was honestly my favorite game of my career, just because of everything that went into it. I mean, Boise State was my hometown team growing up. I loved Boise State. It was my first home start, my first game playing in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, my family was there. Uh, National was, TV yeah, as well. Yeah, it was I just think, kind of yeah. just all these things, and it just kind of was like a dream come true. I mean, that the first drive of the game when I rolled out right and launched it to Mitch Jurgens on the for the 84 yard touchdown pass. I mean, that was like my fa- the favorite play of my career because it, it was just the adrenaline, the the rush of the crowd. It was it was surreal, um, and that was a fun year. It was it was a you know I I just had great teammates, great receivers, um, you know, a good a good system to play in. It was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, things didn't really go all that great the rest of my career, but at the same time, I had some good moments, you know, that I'm proud to be a part of. Uh, the Wisconsin win in, in 2018 was fun. Um, you know, the bowl game in 2016 against Wyoming, uh, you know, I can say that I beat Josh Allen in a game, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that, that game in, in San Diego was fun. And, and um, But, yeah, I mean, I, I think more than anything um, – you just you just kind of treasure the relationships, the the friendships that you make. Um, it, it was it was kind of a wild ride there, and I, I think I you know timing wise, uh, going through all the different coaching changes. Um, you know, I, I dealt with some mental health issues, mental health issues, um, but I really learned a lot and was able to to uh, you know I guess gain a lot of experience that has helped me become who I am today and will benefit me moving forward and I think that's what life's all about is just you just you you do the best you can you learn from your mistakes and then you allow it to make you better moving forward and and um so I'm grateful for the, those experiences that I had this might be a really dumb sounding question but did those hell mary so to speak successes do you do your uh hype machine a disservice 
Did it did it impend your career at BYU at all? No, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was those specifically, but I think it was just the overall, just the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of things converging at once. Um, the transition coming home from a mission back to reality is, is hard. It, it's I think a lot of people struggle with it. And then getting thrust into the spotlight and all of a sudden everyone's looking at you and, and, and I, I just I put un, unnecessary pressure on myself to to be perfect, to be something that I wasn't, to kind of – I became way more image conscientious than I had been. Hmm. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I was dealing with some like personal issues, like personal relationships that had crumbled. And I just felt – Oh, man. I felt – you know, really, it was all everything. Yeah, I felt bad about that, and then, and then, 2016, you know, Taysom came back, and all of a sudden, I was back on the bench, and just all these different things going on, and uh, and so I just kind of mentally just kind of went down a little spiral there. But that, but fortunately, I was able to get the help that I needed. I you know went started meeting with a therapist and got the help that I needed, and was able to kind of get out of that and and finish, um, m- you know, at least mentally and emotionally finish finish um, really well. Yeah. Um, and then I was fortunate to meet, meet my my wife. You know, by by the time I left, I was able, you know, kind of while football maybe didn't work out the way I wanted it to, I was able to find other things and and um, you know, kind of set my set my life on a good trajectory heading out. Awesome. Uh, that the Wisconsin game. Next time you run into Gordon Monson, remind him he still owes me and Jake <laughs> and our wives dinner for saying that there was no chance you guys were going to beat Wisconsin. I'll hold him to it. Oh, he still owes it to us. It's going to be right. three years this fall. He still hasn't paid up on that. So let him know next time you run into him, because I tell him every time I see him. Hey, uh, before we wrap up the hour, we're here at the live uh, the, the live house. We're here at the live house <laughs> <laughs> doing a where. Uh, it's the, the live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Clayton is with us, slinging deals, helping people save money and improve their lives. We are seeing people walk out of here with a mattress right now. Of course you are. We, <laughs> we, we love to sack it deep and sell it cheap, something my dad's been saying forever. And, you know, with this manufacturer's authorized liquidation, I think it's perfect. You know, walk through these doors, it's stacked deep. And and with these prices, we're definitely selling it cheap. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of recap on these deals that we've done. Um, we have a six piece sectional uh, made by Steve Silver, regular thirty six seventy nine. We're at nineteen ninety nine, and that's a six piece sectional uh, top grain leather for two thousand bucks. That's wow. incredible. We have a TV console entertainment uh, entertainment uh, stand. Regular seven uh, six seventy nine. We're at two ninety nine. Hmm. We have a display cabinet. Regular uh, eleven ninety nine. Listen to this, three fifty nine. That's more than eight hundred dollars off of that price. And the this That's is insane. this is getting made by Klausner, which Klausner is like the Ferrari of, of, of furniture yeah. manufacturers. And so these are really nice things that we we've, we've gone out and secured some deals by buying the entire truckload and passing it on to you. Of course. We have the Tanner Special, which is the Split King adjustable base with the full memory foam mattress, regularly, base only, $38.99, base with massage and mattresses, $22.99, if you come mention uh, Tanner's name. And this sale is going now through Monday. Now through Monday. The, but we're not guaranteeing these things will be around on Monday, so get down here and get them. Exactly. We've also talked about our mattresses. If you need a brand new mattress, we have Queen Therapeutic, uh, the Therapeutic Queen mattress, regular eight ninety nine, three eighty nine, and we also have that in a king size at seven twenty nine. 
helping out the community by saving money and improving their lives. This uh, this place has been a staple in the Salt Lake Valley and, and here in Utah for decades. And you're living up to the name uh, that you you built over those years doing this sale this weekend. And we love doing it. We love taking care of your of our customers. And listen, we'd love to earn your business. So if you've got a new home or you just you know need a new mattress or something, come give us a shot. We'd love to earn your business. We're a local company, and uh, we love to pass on savings. So before I go, I want to thank Tanner. Tanner, thanks for being here, brother. Thanks for having me, man. College, college sports isn't always about going pro. I, I, I played I played uh, college sports even though it was D2. Um, it was so fun. So many good, like you said, when you were talking, I'm nowhere near even in your level at all. But it, it's so cool, and, and I think that's part of this is because my dad was my sports coach, coach in everything growing up, and I think that's why we kind of have this, call it a marriage with 12A of sports. I think sports is so great for kids and it teaches you so much uh, you know even if you don't go pro in sports 100%. you go go pro in selling mattresses hey whatever it is yeah but don't go pro in radio because i want to do that <laughs> you can come guest host with me but you, you, i don't want you taking my gig so yeah. anyways we <laughs> love 12 right. zone. we love having you here today Tanner. Thank thanks you, for man. having me we love being here each and every week 1825 south 300 west it's the warehouse more of the big show up next